0: You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the T&E Speakeasy, with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics such as the history of Twitch, the WWE, and the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah, so I've never looked at Twitch ever. Um, so you've apparently been using it for a long time. Like, when, when did that start? Like, I, like, is... frickin' did it. I think it was 2013. Hmm. And it's mainly like a video game streaming channel, right? Like I, I really know nothing about. All it, right, so
1: give <laughs> me one second because I will do a quick search of. I literally looked this up today. Actually, funny enough, here we go: Twitch logo and the history of the business. This is a look at the Twitch logo and some history behind the business. So Twitch TV was founded as a separate gaming uh, content section to on Justin TV or uh, sorry justin.tv Twitch's founders Justin Can, Kyle Vogue, or uh, vote, excuse me, Emmett Shear and Michael Sabell, excuse me, Michael Sabell opted to develop the gaming content as it was the most in-demand product. When the founders launched the project, they used a wordmark symbol featuring the light-grade indescri- inscription Twitch. Because of the gradient, the symbol had some depth. The first T featured an extended end and owing, and the letter appeared to be lying lower than all the other glyphs. The H had the same effect, although it didn't lay low like the T. TV was next to the inscription, so I was Okay, really, whatever. It's lower. <laughs> when Twitch was founded in 2011, it came as a new feature of Justin.tv, which was a live streaming service founded by Justin Can, or Khan, excuse me, uh, in 2007 with a 24-hour stream of his activities. So... Yeah, it sounds like he was influenced by YouTube at that point. Um, again, it hadn't been. It's 2007. YouTube's only two years old, so it's not as. It's probably like all the other streaming platforms around there, like maybe I think T TVs around there at that point as well. Um, <clears throat> Vimeo is still big. Daily Motion, I think, is around there at that time, and every other you know video content sharing site around there exists. Um, again early days like early early days not golden age early <laughs> um by 2020 twitch was the one-stop shop for video game content streaming online boasting more than 9.7 million active streamers every month oh my goodness on average each twitch user views 160 minutes sorry 106 106 minutes of video game related content daily this is probably nowadays at least by well, as of 2020 uh, audiences spend plenty of time interacting with the live stream service, making Twitch a live streaming giant and offering both influencers and marketers a massive opportunity. With Twitch's focus on a sizable, uh, engaging audience, as well as an evolving monetization structure, the company may not be as popular as YouTube, but its influence is enormous. I would say it's both. I would say it's... <sighs> That's the hard part, if it's it at all is rival. I feel like it is rivaled with YouTube. But it's, a little, it's certainly different than that. Anyways, anything you want to say so far? or Can I keep going? Because there's a little more stuff uh, with the history.
0: Yeah, I've got like one thing to say about Twitch, but no, you can keep going. It's its its kind of, it's slightly off, so you, you can keep going. Okay, thank you. I'll mention it near the end. <laughs> um,
1: uh, we're just in can. And when I say can, it's literally K-A-N, so I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, started streaming on its platform in 2007, Justin.tv, which was still several years away from its foundation. Uh, the other co-founders um, started out as a service where users could air live streams, and was introduced to the public in October 2007. This was Justin.tv. Um, so in some ways, Justin.tv came before, way before its time. In fact, it arrived during the infancy of Facebook and Twitter. That's right. Even for major social media platforms, live streaming is still probably in its infancy. Tsunade TV was ahead, of, uh, ahead in the live streaming world in 2007. I can absolutely believe that. I'm pretty sure YouTube didn't even have a live streaming service. Not until, what was it, like 2013? Even before then, actually. It might have had... No, I could be wrong about. that. Maybe 2010. I don't remember. No. no. Uh, that's, that's for you to look up. Maybe. Yeah, around there. Tsunade um, <laughs> TV was probably what led to the astronomical success of Twitch years later. SNOT TV boasted various categories and gave users the ability of to air a wide range of content from events to live streams to how-to content. Um, yeah, the how-to content, though, kind of still has its roots. I, well, not roots, but certainly prevalent in YouTube. Especially since it's like a you know two-minute video on how to do it, and you can just go back to it over and over again. So, but with, with Twitch, you can also li- literally live stream yourself building like a... Um, a playground almost, like a children's playground if in your backyard or Hmm. or something like that, or assembling a barbecue live stream. Of course, you have to archive it for people to watch it, but you know, same thing. It's no different than YouTube when it comes to that stuff. Uh, Let's see. Uh, But it saw something special in the gaming fraternity on the service, and it created a gaming section on the website in 2011, naming it. So Justin TV made like a gaming section Uh, named Twitch.tv. Twitch and Justin.tv's parent company rebranded in 2014 becoming Twitch Interactive. The new company shut down Justin.tv to work on Twitch and the gaming live stream service uh, fraternity. Since Twitch's launch platform has established a partner program that allows streamers to make money from their streams, established corporate and publisher partnerships, launched TwitchCon, a primer primer Twitch tier, yeah, excuse me, uh, and introduced tens of features for streamers and viewers. Now, Twitch gets more than 2 million different streamers every month and has registered more than 17,000 streamers in its partner program. Also, around half of Twitch users spend at least 20 hours on the platform each week. That's saying something. Though less time in my work schedule, but anyway. That sounded like shots <laughs> fired my bad. Only putting <laughs> numbers in perspective, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, Twitch has added new features, including Pulse, a kind of Twitter-esque text of content. Yeah, I guess so. Photos and video from Twitch users, as well as new purchase feature that'll let users or sorry viewers purchase games directly via stream. Uh, yeah, that technically is true.
0: Pretty
1: sure. Didn't they get bought out by Amazon? So most of the streamers create video game create content of some sort. While you have opportunities to live stream things like music, painting, and illustration, games are the main focus of Twitch. You know how Twitch makes money?
0: Uh, sure. Sure.
1: Twitch generates its revenue through subscription fees and advertising. As would everything. It doesn't do anything differently. Yes.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, Twitch <laughs> offers a subscription to turbo. I guess they're like, you know, premium content their YouTube red or whatever you call it. You know, your, your, your premium service. Like, uh, was it whatever the premium service, uh, high five for title or something like that. Um, uh, for Turbo for eight ninety nine a month, which lets users uh, view Twitch content without ads and access other enhanced Twitch features. That's for discretion and whatnot. Kind of wish there was actually like a instead of like, what if I just wanted no ads and I didn't want any of the features? I just want like a a offer of like there, there's two there's three versions. There's like no ads. There's uh, ads, but you get these features, and there's like both at once. Kind of wish that wasn't saying, but that's just me. Advertisers on Twitch include various gaming firms, game developers, game portals, and game tournament organizations with a highly targeted fan base that basically uh, are addicted to gaming. Makes sense, the hardcore gamers, the MLG players, the get good players, as they say. Twitch's revenue sharing model with streamers is an amazing option that draws lots of talented video gamers into the platform. This ultimately increases revenue for the live stream service game. How Twitch users earn money. So Twitch users can submit applications to join the, the partnership program, which allows them to receive a share of the subscription and advertisement revenue made by Twitch. You need approval to be accepted into the program. And that's that's fair. It's rather than just like anybody can join, they're more selective. That there's an, there's an argument there of like anybody can join versus like few can join. But it's like what it. I, I get it. Like, what are you contributing here? Are you going to cause a ruckus? Are you not? Are you just here to take advantage of people? Even though, like, you know, deep down, maybe that is the case. But, like, for all these other streamers, I have no idea. That's, again, an argument for not this topic, but or not this time. Uh, approval, <laughs> which includes meeting certain requirements, such as a specific number of broadcasts each week and specific number of viewers. And that certainly is another controversy for some people of like, oh, you have to have this. So it is no different than being like, you know, a professional musician um, or something else, I guess, of like, you know, you have to, at least on like um, music streaming platforms. This is the same thing with, uh, what was it? What's that, place? What's that thing called again? That's SoundCloud. SoundCloud's okay. Spotify? Thank you. Yeah, that Spotify. I always forget it because I, I don't use it. Uh, because Spotify, you only get like point. I'm wrong on this, but I remember doing the math. Not the math. I, I looked this up before. Uh, like point zero 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 six three dollars per like per stream of your of your song. So, getting like was it five hundred thousand streams on one song gets you like six dollars and thirty cents. That's that's, that's, that's cruel. Like, that's, that's, I don't know, man. Like, that, that, maybe yeah. not cruel, but that basically shows that you have to really mean it. Like, you have to be an influencer. That's what they mean by, like, you know, be on the internet socials and promote yourself, make a business almost in a way, and get your name out there by any means necessary um, so that you can get the people listening to you and become an influencer. And you know, It takes a lot of work, though, just to like you know, keep up this. I I won't say act, but keep up this routine. I'll say that of, of being an influencer and uh, being a high, uh, highly creative person in a way, at least in in the eyes of you know, either Spotify or Twitch. Uh, Twitch also has also teamed up with game development firms that give outstanding gamers various rewards, including scholarships. Interesting.
0: Well, the Twitch oh. platform
1: regularly hosts e-tournaments, which allow winning players to receive a variety of awards. Uh, which also lets users take PayPal donations from fellow users, which they can get for sharing hacks, game tips, and cheats. Interesting. Very, very interesting.
0: What do you primarily use Twitch for? Like, is, do you think you use it as often as YouTube? Because uh. I was always a big YouTube. Person, I kind of jumped onto that right away. This is true.
1: I, oh, well, let me see. Let me look at all my. I have all my following channels. No, they all are basically gamers. They're literally all gamers, and I would watch them. Um, on, I watch in the background while I was trying to do something. That's kind of what and you know, everyone would do. Oh, you would have it in the background while you're playing a game. Oh, you have it in the background while you're um, writing your doing your homework. Uh, you're writing a paper, uh, or doing work, or something like that. Uh, the only th- the only one that's Aww. not the only one that is not a uh, video gamer, or at least you know gamer on this one, is I am subscribed to the late and great Bob Ross.
0: Oh, he had a Twitch uh, stream.
1: He has a basically it's a it's a channel dedicated to all of Bob Ross's um, previous broadcasts he did back in the '80s and '90s uh, of him painting, basically. Oh, cool. And it's literally just 24 hours. They do it every weekend uh, of him just... And they, like, repeat over and over again of him just painting his pictures. And it's incredible. It's it's amazing. Like, I can watch that guy all day. I don't believe that he... Maybe he did have a hand in doing ASMR, but he never, like, intentionally went to create (laughs) ASMR. And I don't like ASMR. That doesn't mean... Or at least... I'm not a uh, person who prescribes to ASMR. Let's put it that way. I'll pass. You don't get the the trigger? It triggers me in wanting to punch something.
0: So I'll pass (laughs) in a way. Because I know, like, Sean. Sean's someone who gets that kind of uh, massage feeling from it. Oh, golly. Well, thank you. I I don't. That's totally fair. To each their own, of course. To each their own, Sean. Yeah, I remember... Because Sean mentioned that in one of the old TARDIS Tavern episodes years and years ago. And his podcast co-host was convinced that it was sexual. He was like, I know you're saying it's not sexual, but there's no way it's not.
1: Uh, there <laughs> could there could be something, there could be
0: not. I'm not going to say. I, will, I won't say. That's for a second. Just yeah. to decide. <laughs> I just always thought that was funny. That's how I found out of, about ASMR, actually, because of their podcast. I don't know how I first found out about that. I'm always far out of the way when it comes to internet things oh same here certainly same here I'm, I'm still naive for a lot of things both on the internet and off I'll just put it that way <laughs> yeah I was going to mention the one thing that I knew about Twitch is that a bunch of gamers uh, in the modern day are pissed off because uh, like semi sex workers but not exactly have like taken over oh, some degree. I know what you mean in real life workers that's like the only thing I know about it Yeah, people who are like do like videos where they're just like in their bikini, like hanging out on their bed, and apparently a lot of old school Twitch streamers were pissed because they're like, "This is stealing revenue from us," and these chicks aren't even playing video games.
1: Yeah, that was the the. uh,
0: (laughs) You don't have to get into it. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, but I I have not
1: been involved in that. In only that I don't watch those uh, creators uh, because I'm only not. Only here for, but I, I certainly am entertained by um, video gamers. Actually, I'm subscribed to one guy who does do wrestling commentaries, where he would be in the chat, like oh, he cool. would he would live stream himself watching, um, you know, whatever did like either SmackDown or Raw or one of the other shows. <laughs> um, not live stream the video on his channel, but like he's <laughs> watching the uh, uh, the episode. And then reacting with everybody on Twitch—that's a good idea sometimes. Um, that's what I—that's what I do with or did, excuse me, all those years ago um, on E3, where you know I was looking at the chat and seeing everybody's reactions while they were streaming E3 uh, legally, of course. And you cannot illegally stream certain pay-per-view events, of course. That's not allowed, or at least certain events are not allowed. Uh, but. There are certain channels, of course, that are dedicated to doing that. For instance, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not watching it, but there's Impact Wrestling on Twitch Classic, basically. So literally, it's 24 hours of Impact Wrestling, which I was telling you the other day at Boston Pizza. Yeah, you were a fan of that back in the day? Uh, Impact? Not so much. I just remember it was the only thing that I could watch because it was on Spike. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, no longer have SmackDown anymore because it was on the WB and then WB became CW, and so mm-hmm. you know, I can't watch that anymore. And so I'm like, well, can't watch wrestling anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the channels because i got basic cable. But on basic cable, what they have? Well, on Spike, they had Impact. So sometimes I would watch stuff, even though it was a much smaller arena and wasn't as big as WWE. And fortunately, what can I say? I was more... Uh, into WWE though now I'm certainly more
0: of an open professional wrestler person. I will say that. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't even know if I should mention this. Do you know Jungle Boy from AEW? Jungle Boy.
1: Is that a is that a wrestler?
0: Yeah, he's a wrestler. It's actually Luke Perry's son. Interesting. Yeah, um God, uh, Yeah, I think he's like super duper attractive. I've I've gotten into AEW in the past like maybe month or two. Okay, um, he he did this. Uh, he actually did a fight with, uh, or I guess a, a match with David Arquette. Oh wow! Kind of uh, remembrance for Luke Perry when he died. So, interesting. yeah, I was like, God damn, this Jungle Boy. He's uh, he's doing things to me. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: very interesting. Very 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 <laughs> very interesting, sir.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. But uh, I was also going to ask um, you, being a, a video game player yourself, I don't know how much yep. you play these days, but do you have any interest in starting a twitch channel
1: oh boy oh boy thank <laughs> you for asking i mean that's the same i guess the same thing with like youtube in a way but this is this is the this is a twitch question not a youtube question so i'll i'll stick <laughs> with twitch now let me see i gotta make sure i'm, I'm right on this I'm gonna Write this down before i forget because i know i'm going to <laughs> so i'm even gonna write it in the chat so let's see i think you're satisfied with the history of twitch right there's nothing more to really say about that. I'd be satisfied. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. So, I actually have some more information. At least on Twitch, there's at least one big thing I forgot to mention about uh, the history of Twitch. What was that? So this is a different website. Uh, Twitch became monstrously pop- monstrously popular. Excuse me. The site enjoyed 80 employees in June of 2013, hiring a further 20 to create a staff of 100 by December that same year. The success and popularity of the site was sealed in February 2014 when Twitch Plays Pokemon went viral. Saw a crowd of Twitch viewers attempting to play the game, or the Game Boy game, Pokemon Red, using a series of chat commands translated into the game commands. Um, so basically the idea was that it was almost a randomizer, and the Twitch compl- uh, the Twitch viewers controlled how the game was played. Um... So they voted basically. It was almost, it was almost like um, democracy in a way, of like majority wins. Everybody has their say. So that was that was kind of cool thing. And Twitch was I forgot about this. Twitch was basically used for like speed runnings. That was the biggest thing that it was made for. Is like big speed runs of games. And that's one of the popular things about it is that um, they do they highly highly promote speed running of games. Which I could never do because I feel like, um, as Michaela said with the Avatar reviews that we, would, we were doing, it would kind of take away the magic of the game. Like, it yeah. sort of removes the game almost for me, and I, it's just playing a game. And I, that's not true. I would just have to, like, not play the game for at least, like, two years before I got enjoyed. <laughs> I started enjoying the game. It's like, for instance, I played a game called uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Mm. And I sunk like a hundred, I'm not even kidding you, a hundred hours into that game. Like, I played the game like three times almost. Three separate times. In the span of like a year. And I just got burnt out from it. Because I just, I, like, I literally probably did everything in that game. Probably not. There's still probably a lot of stuff I should have done. But, like, I almost did everything in that game. And I got like really repetitive and monotonous and boring for me, so hopefully one day I can go back there with um, eyes uh, unclouded by history. Not history, but (laughs) a new set of eyes, or some years spent without playing it. Anyways. So, what was your question there,
0: sir? Oh, about asking if you had any interest in having a Twitch channel? Playing games? Have I? Would I... Uh, ever had the
1: drive, ambition to start a Twitch channel. No. Mm. Absolutely not. It's a fantasy in my head that I've gone over and thought about it. But at the end of the day, it's a fantasy. I'm not as charismatic and ambitious as all these other people on Twitch. That's you already know me. You already know how I behave past hundred-ish episodes like 110 light like, entries in this channel alone and the other four on, as of this moment uh, the recording excuse me know how much of an embarrassment I can be and what I shouldn't say hey. on, on the internet in that, and I'm very uncontrollable and I don't always know what my actions are going to be even myself and I might say something wrong and trigger and or Uh, not make somebody happy, not make the wrong people unhappy. Let's put it that way. So, for the best, I think it's best I avoid uh, exposing myself any further to uh, the internet since I don't have full control over my actions. Uh, I'm not a perfect person, basically, as everybody else on Twitch is.
0: (laughs) They're all perfect people.
1: Yep, no, you don't see any of the struggles and the uh, comp- not accomplishments, but problems they have to deal with every day and their own personal issues. Nah, they're all perfect human beings. Of course.
0: <laughs> well,
1: ignorant of me, <laughs> yeah, of course. But uh, actually, do you want to say anything before I go on? Because I do have more to say. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Actually, have you ever thought of doing Twitch? But that, and the answer, of course, is no, because you've never never done that. Uh, you've never been on the platform before. You are certainly a person who knows how to do a channel, though, of course, because you used to have a YouTube channel. Is that correct, sir?
0: I did, yes. Yeah. Let me ask. Yeah, and I had I had somewhat of a following, but but yeah, go ahead.
1: No, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, tell me about that channel. How did it all start?
0: Um, it started mainly due to actually a bunch of channels, uh, in like the early, or I guess the mid two thousands, I should say. There was kind of a little pocket of a collector dvd and movie collector community and it wasn't as big as it is now and so i thought oh there's a little bit of room here like maybe i can fit in with this group and i met a bunch of them i even uh because back in the day they used to do those um giveaways where they would all like oh let's all like us collectors kind of like make response videos to each other so i got into those and that's usually how i met people but I just didn't have the time to keep up with it and I f- fell off and then eventually I just deleted the channel completely <laughs> so or at, least, or at least removed all the videos
1: and initially unless there was anybody here who was there when Geekvolution was or Geekvolution, uh, the novice leaders were born that you originally put all our videos on that now deleted
0: channel eh? yeah it's still up I mean well you changed it though uh, the, the videos are gone but the yeah exactly it doesn't have any videos in the channel anymore yeah I've been on
1: YouTube more than I have on Twitch and I've never like I don't know the ins and outs of YouTube. And I always say I'm probably going to start a YouTube channel, but I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I'm probably going to upload on my YouTube channel before I ever do a Twitch channel, even though I don't know how to upload and know the horror stories and the struggle it is to put videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's can be really annoying. Like I yeah, I at first I was into the whole YouTube idea when we were on there. And yeah, being honest, like, I know I mentioned that and I, I talk about it, bo- boast about it in our commentaries back in the day, like the early ones. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know why I was, that was stupid. That was, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. what do you expect? Oh, I, I don't remember if you are boasting on the way, but yeah. I'll always be like, oh, put in the comment section this, because everybody else is oh, yeah. doing it. I mean yeah. we still do that technically of like, yo, send us uh send us a uh, 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 your email or send us a chat on the evolution. The evolution, Why'd you see that? And obviously this <laughs> at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and we've had like very sporadic people, like mainly just Jason. That's, I think there yeah, was like maybe like job. there was a couple people who commented on our YouTube videos yeah. back in the day and there was I think someone put on like an iTunes review. I I I don't really remember, I don't really look at iTunes. Are we still on iTunes? I don't know if there's more than one, but I guess we. Yeah, we're like on all the podcasting platforms. Oh golly, so it's not just Podbean. Oh boy, I didn't realize that until now. Yeah, Oof. I think on our Podbean page it only shows our Podbean downloads and things. So I don't know what the other places are like, but holy smokes, front about that. Yeah, no, we're on all those ones. Yeah. Oh well,
1: that just makes me more nervous. It's like oh, I'm talking to a bunch <laughs> of other people. Not even
0: really. I know for a fact I'm not like.
1: Yeah, we're, again, we're like the below the bottom of the barrel. We're not even in the barrel, because at least bottom of the barrel, you're in the barrel. We're not even in the barrel. We're under the barrel. We're in the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel a little better, because, yeah, we definitely say embarrassing things.
1: <laughs> oh, certainly. Like, we'd probably be banned and or, like, you know, cancel, as we talked about our last
0: uh, speakeasy. Yeah, and speaking of canceled, I just recently listened to our national security episode.
1: Oh boy, what'd you think?
0: <laughs> it turned out actually to be a lot better than I remembered. Yeah, I know. Um, actually, I had no memories at all. I didn't know if it was going to be good or bad. It was just like a <laughs> complete blank in my memory. So, what'd you think, sir? It was definitely a very controversial uh, pick for you. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. But was the was, pick? Yes, but
1: how did we handle it? Did we handle it? How? How would I put this? Did we did we handle it with care, or did I drop the bomb?
0: Yeah, I I think we did. I think we did. Maybe not me so much, who was just laughing at everything and being like, "This is crazy." I found myself a little annoying, like partway through. I was like, "Man, I just <laughs> like I don't have anything to say. All I can say is this is absurd and this is so weird." I can't remember if you were
1: drinking at that time, so probably not.
0: I don't remember either, but yeah, if if you you should give it a listen. If you have the time, I mean, it's a pretty fun episode. No, I'll listen to the National Security one again. I have no problem with that. Yeah, definitely. We we kept being like, "Oh God, we're gonna get canceled for this episode." So, <laughs> if anybody cared. Yeah, no. Hope, hopefully,
1: I didn't make it sound problematic. Well, the movie certainly was, and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> again, how many people actually went back and watched that? That's, that's my question. Yeah, and we kept talking about how we're gonna do a Bad Boys retrospective. I mean, we still could. We still could. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Even I'm just like I'm not willing, not willing, but I'm not. I'm not even ready, it's just like like you asked last time, is there other stuff you want to watch now? I mean, we could just do it at some point as well. Like, I do Bad Boys 1, you do Bad Boys 2. Because you don't like Bad Boys 1, but you hate Bad Boys 2.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that way, but yeah, no. That's
1: two easy commentaries right there. Yeah, that's true. And then people will watch, or watch listen to uh, the commentaries,
0: and be like, okay, Caleb hates Martin Lawrence. I certainly don't like him. Yep, (laughs) he's super annoying.
1: Not his preferred comedy actor. Let's put it that way. Yep. Speaking of actually, back to Vince McMahon or something like that. Yesterday on A and E, my dad was watching this program that was doing a a series of specials about some of the wrestlers in the day, Mm -hmm. and this one uh, focused solely on Bret the Hitman Hart. Ah, yes. And yeah, the Montreal screw job. I learned that was at the very end. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We, but I learned most of his life story up to that point, though, like beforehand. So he gave us all context, uh, which is nice. So, I learned, like, you know, he comes from Calgary. His dad was actually a, a wrestler himself. So he's similar to The Rock. And then he comes mm-hmm. from a wrestling family. I wonder if I, I pose the question of dad. I don't know if he does. If this is true or not, I don't know if Rocky Johnson and, um, and Stu Hart uh, knew each other because Rocky was from was Nova Scotia, I believe. So I don't know if they knew each other somehow. I mean, that's. <laughs> Nova Scotia and Calgary are like way like separate apart. So. I uh, don't maybe they just
0: knew each other from. I don't know if they would have been in the same promotions. So. Yeah, probably not. Probably but not. they
1: did go to WWE. So it's like, I assume they probably like knew each other somehow perhaps mm. actually no no I don't think Stu went to W eh, yeah I was
0: going to say I didn't know that but it might have been a little bit earlier than I know yeah who knows um, but yeah learning a lot about him and just how he
1: wasn't going to do wrestling and then eventually of course life has a funny way of putting you on that path and an absolute face even though they tried to make him a heel I mean they did make him a heel but like only in <laughs> America not anywhere else in the world yeah it, it almost sounds like he's the Cena of his day, but and yet, people just still respected him. I don't know how he was able to like, you know, keep being the face and not become like Cena. How people think he's overrated and his he's not a good wrestler, or at least his persona is not
0: great. Like I don't I don't understand. Or at least he, he wasn't he wasn't the face of the company for as long as Cena. That's part of the problem with Cena. I guess that's the I guess that's fair. Yeah, Bret Hart was probably like maybe like a five year, maybe six year span. I mean, kind of the big face, but yeah, then he went out the door <laughs> in a very poor fashion. Uh, I mean, I mean,
1: it seems like he started at least was it late eighties and then ninety, like early nineties, mid nineties was all him, and then mm-hmm, nineteen seven was it? Yeah, ninety seven. Was, yeah,
0: the Montreal Screwdriver? Oh, was it 97? I thought it was earlier. I thought it was 96, but... Oh, maybe it was 96. I I, I don't remember. You might be right. You just watched that thing.
1: <laughs> Why do you care about looking this up? Even though you watched it last night, it
0: just feels... <laughs> it's only a year difference,
1: too. <laughs> 1997.
0: Yeah, so I guess he was a face for a little bit longer than I, than I thought.
1: Oh, plenty. Like, he was going through 90 to, like, 97, so that totally is that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was... But, I mean, Cena, I mean, what's his big push started in, like...
1: I'm sure he debuted in 05, at least
0: 06. Yeah, around there until maybe, like, 2018, maybe even still there pushing him big. And, of course, there's rumors that he's coming back right now, too, and everyone's super, like, oh, boy, he's coming back again. (laughs) But,
1: hey, they did that with Bautista, and, like, people didn't like him at that point. And then he was... Drax on Guardians of the Galaxy, and all of a sudden he's this big, hot, new Hollywood uh, star. Actual yeah. successful, like, WWE to actor, like, Hollywood actor star.
0: Yeah, and I remember back in uh, 2013 when it was announced he was going to be in Riddick, and I was like, what? Batista? Like, oh, like, well, he's he was never a great wrestler. I've kind of turned around on him, on him now, but at the time I thought he was kind of lame.
1: Yeah, I, I get what you mean.
0: And I saw Riddick, and I was like, he was all right. Like he wasn't terrible. And of course, and then yeah, I saw Guardians, and yeah, that turned me around. I was like, hey, this guy, man, he's got some. He's got some to him. I guess because again, I, I used to watch him back in you know when SmackDown
1: was on the WB, um, and I I did enjoy him, but I, I certainly appreciated him in a lot more in, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Absolutely, that yeah. was, yeah. Even... It's funny though somebody like tweeted him once, it's like Would you ever be in a Fast and Furious movie? So another, you know, Vin Diesel <laughs> led movie. He's like, Absolutely not, and then I'm not gonna, you know, lower my standards to go into that kind of movie. Damn. And then of course That's hard. <laughs> a lot of people brought up the fact that he's been in some kids' movies recently. Some movies that aren't for not kids movies, but like movies that involve like teenagers and our kids. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. I I don't know which movies you mean, but yeah, neither do I. But sir, if you look certain stuff up, maybe you'll find. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's good in Army of the Dead. Who knows?
0: Yeah, he was okay in that. Not a great movie, but he was okay in it. I mean, he was there in Hotel Artemis. I'm not
1: gonna say like he, yeah, he acted. He was normal. I think he was just like every other person there.
0: Yeah, he he did a fine job in that. Yeah, no, he played his part. So did everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think. Oh, he's going to be in Dune. I'm excited about that.
1: He's in Dune? That yep. I mean, that's because he's working with uh, Denis Villeneuve again. So yeah, since he's carrying over. And and who knows? Who knows? You know, Cena's Cena's going to be in The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. So who knows? Maybe this is the the turning point, the TSN turning point, as they say.
0: Yeah, hopefully he'll be good in that. i I've, I've got nothing against John Cena. I mean. Conversely, he's also in Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, I never loved his, you know... Shtick. Yeah, well, do you remember what his whole rap thing was? What it was called? He... Um. Oh, time is up. Thugonomics, that was it. Thugonomics, do you remember that? <laughs> I don't, actually. That was when he first showed up, and he was, like, this big, like, rapper. He was, like... Oh, it was so embarrassing.
1: I know what you mean, but... <laughs> Trying to be like Eminem, basically, but the clean version of Eminem that your parents would listen to. And be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. The, the, I'm down with the hip-hop. <laughs> because he is not oh. gang-affiliated, nor is he white trash like Eminem is. Damn. Damn. That's not shots fired out to Eminem. That's just like you know, <laughs> the, the Karens and the Carls or whatever the other opposite sex name of Karen
0: is. <laughs> yeah, again, I self-identify as white trash, so it's fun. Oh, no. But yeah, no, I, I turned around on John Cena as the years went on. I was like, okay, he's... or at least now, because again, I didn't follow for a long time.
1: What, uh, what... I don't say convinced you but like, what was the, uh, thing that turned you around for, to him, basically?
0: Oh, he just became a better wrestler, and he dropped oh, some crazy. of that... He dropped some of that silly white rapper stuff and became more like, uh... I don't, I don't know what he became. Kind of like a hip-positive <laughs> kind of person, but not a big rapper person
1: well yeah he was trying to be much more of the big he's trying to be the superman
0: yeah yeah basically yeah like the peak human type of wrestler he's he's trying to basically be um the boy
1: the boy scout basically uh, but obviously people
0: he kind of does like a half like heel half face type of deal where he's kind of like i'm the establishment but because it's because i earned it i see and everyone okay. else is beneath me Okay, but then you would do good matches, and so it'd be like, okay, you can kind of live up to this now. But
1: that's a good way of putting him. That yeah, it just
0: took a long time for him and or the
1: company to find out what he's good at. So it's like he's he's the boy scout, but he's oblivious to some things, and are sort of not ignorant or like I don't know. I,
0: I guess abusive power of that title in a way,
1: but he'll still do a good match, which is nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what helps because back in the day. I felt like he was always like I'm the toughest you know wrestler in the business and then you'd see his matches and you'd be like ah he, he should be getting crushed man like he's he's fine but you know Shawn Michaels could he should easily be able to whip him yeah you know Batista should be able to take him out but now he now he's figured out how to wrestle pretty good so but anyway sorry I, I keep it <laughs> no it's
1: fine funny thing was one of the first matches I ever watched when I discovered some uh, uh Slim. um yeah. Smackdown on WB was I believe it was a, a tag team match with Shawn Michaels and John Cena together. Oh cool. I was like what is this? What is this? And I never saw them again until like you know I saw Cena on Raw so I was like I was like oh John Cena I remember him he's like this really like cool guy <laughs> was this big larger than life guy almost. I never knew much about him and you know didn't know that um, the Smarks and the know-it-alls didn't like him at all. Like, oh. Okay, not until years later. And have I gone with him?
0: No, but do I support him? Sort of, but like, I don't know, it's it's weird for me. No, that's fair. Yeah, of course, uh, you mentioned HBK. I mean, he played a big role in the Montreal screw job. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly a shady moment in WWE history. So,
1: <laughs> it certainly is the heartbreaker, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, when I was they they were interviewing, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, and uh, the, doing these interviews, probably pre-COVID, I believe, and it didn't seem like I. I guess I'm again maybe very, very like naive and oblivious, but I guess I'm didn't realize they really did hate each other. Like they. Yep like behind the scenes did hate each other completely. It's like, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
0: I mean, that was kind of the driving force behind the Montreal screw job. Cause they were like, Oh, you know, you're moving on, but you got to give back the title. But Sean's the guy we're pushing right now. So you got to give the title to Sean. Yeah. At least, okay. At least how the documentary
1: uh, went, I'll say that at least how they, cause I'll go to this. I'll give this this. Empire dreams. I'll be more critical. At least how they they talked about um, what happened was that he was going to go to WCW. Yep, um, because they'd offered him a contract years earlier, and then McMahon was like, "I'll you know do the lucrative amount of money intended for over ten years." He's like, "Okay, I'll do that." And then eventually the contract does not occur because of reasons, not because I'm pretty sure McMahon's trying to screw him over, but just like it doesn't happen, and so. Uh, Brett's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to just have to go to ECW, or w, ECW, WCW. And McMahon's like, all right, but we're going to relinquish really the belt somehow. And they talk it over and over, even the night of. And it's like a, a DQ of some sort will happen. So I'll retain face, uh, or at least uh, keep the belt. And then the next day, I'll, um, I'll quit the belt. I will uh, relieve, relinquish the title. Uh, and then leave on my own terms so it's like okay that seems like the best case scenario again that's what the documentary was telling me um, and Brett was very open to however it happened um, same, and even Sean was I think same way he didn't care he was like I'm putting that aside and just you know getting on with it and
0: obviously what happened during the match did <laughs> not go according to plan as we all found out. Yeah, I. from what I remember I, I heard it slightly different, but it, that's essentially, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I just heard that what what was happening was they'd been trying to get him to give up the belt for a long time. That was kept, that was it too. That, there, there was that too. Yeah, he kept holding back and then finally Vince McMahon was like I don't know what to do anymore. What if we just pull a, a shoot on him and take the fucking thing from him? And then, yeah, the night of Brett was kind of like oh like maybe we can work something out and he was trying to make it up with Sean being like yeah we had our problems but you know we're both you know big stars we're gonna have great careers let's kind of put things behind us
1: and that seems very you know open uh, uh for Brett that's, that's pretty nice seems reasonable
0: yeah and apparently Sean Michaels felt like the biggest asshole knowing that he was gonna fuck him over that same <laughs> night <laughs> um
1: and they also did interviews with vince as well vince was doing it uh oh, was wow. part of the uh interview as well and openly like talking about the screw job as well
0: oh yeah i mean that's like that's, he was talking it. about it so. that's what created the vince mcmahon character i mean
1: i mean it had probably created over a number of years as well well prior to that but like i see your point
0: yeah, up to that point, he was just Vince McMahon, the commentator. Ah, uh, that's fair. After the screw job, he became Vince McMahon, the establishment. Oh boy, which was a great was a great heel. I mean, that's one of their best. Yep. <laughs>
1: Is that when? I guess that's when Austin started going after him, eh? Oh uh, yeah, it was around that same time. Yep. Okay, so when yep. Steve Austin started
0: like going, declaring war on WWE, nice. Yeah, Vince started wrestling. I mean, that's yikes. Yeah, he had some cool matches too. He had some great matches, and then Shane McMahon had some great matches after that. I mean, so then what happens after that?
1: Oh yeah, so then, uh, not to sorry, not to get go off your tangent there, but afterwards, uh, Brett, the up happens, and it really leaves him you know, bad taste in his mouth, as it should. I'm not disagreeing with anybody here. I'm or with him. I agree that was like, oh, you know, freaking. Shawn Michaels puts the heartbreaker on him. Uh, not heartbreaker. Um, um, sh- I'm not sure. What it was it called? I want to keep calling it lie detector for some reason, but that's r um, s- signature move. Oh, oh. Sharpshooter, sharpshooter. Left them bad, taste in his mouth after the screw job where he- sharpshooter's on him and he's not even tapped yet and then buzzer goes off. Of what, the f- what the hay is going on there? And he goes to WCW and you know tries to make what he can of it and in and the in and the, and the aside he's like yeah they were all a bunch of idiots yeah like they they did not know what they were doing uh, especially when he started fighting uh, uh, Goldberg oh yeah where as he put it Goldberg literally thought wrestling was real
0: yeah <laughs> oh Goldberg. Oof, and they brought him back recently to WWE, I believe. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you this, because you know I'm a I'm a golf fan, right? Yep. So, my YouTube every now and again just pulls up random golf videos, and one of no. them was um, a celebrity list of golfers. I know Bill Murray's a big one. Like their best shot. Yeah, Bill Murray was in there, um, a whole bunch of random people was in there, mm-hmm. and one of the people that showed up was Goldberg. Interesting. Interesting and a fan ran up to him to take a picture with him Goldberg grabbed him, threw him into the water but he threw him so haphazardly and there was all these rocks that I was sure the guy was going to go flying right into the rocks (laughs) but he didn't, thankfully he just barely missed him, but Goldberg's a dangerous guy who does not yeah, he does not know what he's doing (laughs) oh my goodness yeah, like a fan comes up and he just immediately just throws him right in the water I guess he thought it was funny, but I was like holy fuck Goldberg, you asshole
1: pretty sure Cena would never do that. Yeah, probably not. No. (laughs) Like, wow, that's...
0: Yeah, that's not... That's... uh... (laughs) Yeah, and of course, Undertaker and him had their uh, dangerous match. What was their dangerous match? Uh, Goldberg just... He he had a bunch of ring rust, and he just kept fucking up, like, every move. Jeez. And at one point, he tried to... uh, i think he was trying to do like a pile driver and just drop the undertaker right in his head oh golly and it's like this brutal shot yeah <laughs> man, I smoke uh but since we're talking about the the screw job Go ahead, man. i sent you something maybe we want to do one of our little uh mini commentaries that we occasionally do let's see here yeah if if we watch it i'll put the link in the description here but oh no oh no oh um, boy 2005 what
1: what the hey because I they, they, the the um, the documentary ended or the episode excuse me ended uh, with him going back to WGB raw whatever on uh, in like January February 2010 and um, putting everything <laughs> aside and, and, and apologizing and or you know uh, putting things close or bringing things all to a close mm-hmm uh, making amends, as they say, with everybody. Where you, know. Sean's there, you know, accepts the apology and apologizes back. And the same with Shane. Shane Vince McMahon. And of course, Vince, you know, uh, you know low blow on the
0: crotch <laughs> in the groin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I haven't seen this before.
0: Vince has always wanted to take a beating. That's one of the things you got to like about him.
1: Yeah, and then they fought at was it WrestleMania or SummerSlam that year. I don't remember what it was. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but this this video is um, uh, the Heartbreak Kid making a return to Montreal. I think the same stadium where the Montreal oh, Screwjob took place. Yep. And he is playing one of the best heels you'll ever see in this clip.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch it quickly just because... Sure. Oh, crap. Seven minutes. Okay. Well,
0: I'll watch at least the first few and then... That's what I was going to say commentary, but <laughs> but maybe not. It was just a random suggestion. I just thought you'd appreciate this (laughs) because.
1: By the way, they honestly look like brothers. Like, you know how there's the Brothers of Destruction that's Kane and Undertaker? Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but like both when they were younger and in their prime, excuse me, not say they aren't in their prime now, but like when they were at the top of their game, even though HBK probably lasted longer, um, both him and what's his name? Uh, Bret Hart. Almost look like brothers.
0: Yeah, I could see it
1: more than some of his brothers actually do.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually. I don't think I'll do it just because I don't know what, what will we say.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I mean, fair. Like, what? What did you want? Did you want to say anything about it, or or what?
0: Oh, I just. It's it's just crazy because uh, Sean leans completely into the job thing.
1: Oh, geez. where he's
0: like hey Montreal I'm back I'm the best I know what I did to your buddy your beloved uh, Bret Hart I fucked him and he's just complete asshole in the audience he's chewing losing the losing their minds
1: absolutely <laughs> hamming it up and chewing the scene
0: yeah it sounds like if you could let them loose like they would tear him limb from limb they're so Probably. pissed <laughs> and um, at one point you because know, it says how Bret, Bret Hart returns to Raw at one point when he's got them so riled up they play bret hart's music yep and he feigns like oh crap is he gonna come and the audience starts losing their minds even more and he's like ha he's not showing up i'm here
1: <laughs> oh this was all a joke it is
0: just it is a brilliant uh, heel performance
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know if we could last create like a commentary
0: of that yeah. <laughs> that would last for, like seven minutes That's fair, but I just figured I'd send it to either way. No,
1: that's that's honestly really good. I'll I'll take a look at that, even though you spoil it for me. I'm still
0: gonna watch it. Like, why not? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but (laughs) sorry for the spoilers. That's fine, man. I don't
1: mind. I kind of may have heard something about that, anyways. But that's not uncommon for that to happen, where in during a promo or when somebody's talking to the audience, where. Something like that will play, and then something happens, and it's not what it appeared to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little tricks. Yep. I'm not going to say I've been around the block of wrestling, but I I certainly know (laughs) some of the ins and outs. I'll say that from listening to other people talk about wrestling.
0: That's fair. Yeah, let's definitely turn to the WWE uh, episode for the second part of this speakeasy.
1: I think you have flatliners, which has ether tones in it. Did you know Japan has is gonna? Or I think has a version of twenty four that they created. Wow, I I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, they adapted twenty. They they apparently like it so much, they adapted it and made it their own. Interesting. Yeah. I guess fair enough. I mean, again, I I'm I'm shocked by that. I'm just like it's. I thought Japan was. I mean, there's there's I I know they they have politics and whatnot but i thought they were least decently like
0: i know it's not republican over there and that's all they call it but i thought it was not uh, well 24 i mean it's it's a fascinating fascinating idea for a show oh it certainly is i mean if if you can remove the grotesque bush era politics that completely destroyed the show i mean i think the first season is still quite good and and the second season. Yeah, I,
1: I remember watching some stuff with Dad a few months back, and I was like, "This isn't actually bad. I kind of like this." And it also was nice to go back to like the year two thousand or whatever it was. It was like, <laughs> yeah. and see what television was like at the time. I'm like, okay, this honestly could do a crossover
0: with uh, if X fire X fires X Files was still on. Yeah, no that 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 would have been interesting. Actually, when I think about it. Hmm. Yeah, and the show stayed good. It's just when you know the real world. Kind of implications related to it that just made it like intolerable. Like it was like this is just so bad for the. It's like tasteless, and the fact that some of it wouldn't actually occur in a twenty four hour period. Yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, you can you can kind of overlook that. I guess so. I mean, it's network television. I mean, (laughs) I even looked up some stuff about it last night, and apparently, turns
1: out it was originally started off as like a, a comedy spoof of like a wedding plan or something like that where it like was initially going to be like this 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 this, like 24 hours to like a wedding and just basically see what what like all the drama that ensues and her melodrama
0: that ensues during that time period I'm like okay that's an interesting idea that is interesting they should do a spinoff 24 the wedding edition
1: apparently there was a episode that alluded to that I don't know which season it was but (laughs) apparently it alluded to that I, I have no idea Oh, interesting That's that's funny though because a similar situation to what I was saying, a situation happened last week where all of us were gathered around um, one backyard. We weren't like we weren't goofing around. We were just like all, four of us were uh, getting ready to basically talk about where we were going to go next for our job. And all of a sudden, this homeowner yells at us from her uh, from her screen door. Like, mask on, everybody. Oh. Like, I don't want to see that around here. So she's the opposite of... Uh, she's not the opposite of anti-maskers. She was, a, she was actually um, a mask extremist, in a way. Yeah, authoritarian. Yeah, very authoritarian. And she was not having any of it, and she was, she was very, like, angry and upset with us for not doing that, even though we were... For one second, we were all just there. We're just going to talk quickly, and then should have moved away but that was the wrong place at the wrong time like we were that was a situation that we shouldn't have been in but and even funnier was that not only were we like on her property basically air quotes her property but the our managers our our company managers were actually in the front of her complex or at least the front of her yard taking out a tree stump without all, all bunched together as well without masks on so I'm like, what the heck, lady? What's like, you're yelling at us, but not at them. And then she has the gall, and maybe she's right. I don't know. I could be wrong on this. I, I'm, I'm certainly venting. and All of a sudden, they like somebody gets a hold of this and sends it to my, you know, superiors. She has the gall to. Yeah, no one will find it. <laughs> maybe. Um, she has the gall to report us to, uh, Worksafe BC, and get on the phone with our managers, who again also were doing the same
0: thing. Talk about the bored crazy bitch.
1: Yeah, she is out of her mind. (laughs) Completely insane. Yeah, that's... Good grief, or at least, man, I had to, like, bite my tongue. I didn't really, but I just had to say, you know what? She's right. Like, what can we do? No,
0: Um, no. You're outside, man. The the chance of transmission outside is real slim.
1: I still even am a little skeptical about that. I was, like, even with Dr. Henry and all, uh, I'm not, like, a sympathizer of hers, but... There's certain things that she doesn't deserve and whatnot, but agreed. Whatever. Um, I still was skeptical even from the start that like, oh, it's okay to wear masks outside. I'm like, really though, really, like, come on. I think we should be wearing them. Like they do it all in they they in urban areas, absolutely. Like in clo- like again, if you're downtown, certainly. It's it's like you know you see in in like in certain Eastern Asian countries, you'll see that. Where in like Japan or Korea, South Korea or China parts of China you'll see everybody wear masks when they're in the city really dense sidewalks absolutely that's technically outside air quotes and they're still wearing masks Mm -hmm. I doesn't matter like I even if you're in a rural area or even in like backwoods okay maybe backwoods that's 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 fine but (laughs) yeah of course in in, like you know suburbs I don't know I still say like wear a mask but that's that's just me personally I I, I'm oh am I a, a conspiracy theorist Call me that, but I'm just like... I'm still like... I don't know if like not wearing a mask outside offers 100% protection, but what do I know?
0: Well, not 100%, but the chances it go down dramatically. This is true. They go down at least like 75%. I mean, when, when me and Mikaela were walking down down in her area, we only wore a mask and we were on really busy sidewalks. So, otherwise we weren't at all. Again,
1: masks for all those who are... I can't believe I'm saying this.
0: For those anti-maskers...
1: I don't know where why talk about Segway City and like off topic. Mm-hmm. But for all those who are just like, Oh, masks don't work. Do you know how condoms work? I guess you don't because obviously the condom that your dad used when you was you know, giving birth oh, broke boy. and was what gave you uh, brought you into this world. Wait, he was giving so birth. So guess what? That's how now I'm confused. When he gave birth to your mom or when he has <laughs> having <laughs> sex with your mom. He you gave birth to their moms. <sighs> dad, it. I'm sorry, it's just <laughs> You know where I was going with that. I completely messed that up. Oh. I had that in my head for like a week. Uh, but now but it's to get... gone. Now I ruined it.
0: <laughs> you, you could say it properly. I'll, I'll include it in whatever. Okay, 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 okay. Sure. You know how, you know how masks work?
1: Uh-huh. They work the same way as condoms do. But anti maskers wouldn't know that because the condoms that their dad was using when they were having sex with their mom broke, and thus, we gave, uh, when their mom gave birth, they gave birth Damn. to you.
0: Shots fired.
1: But they wouldn't know anything about that, would they? They wouldn't know uh, anything about protection.
0: Well, you're saying that anti-maskers were all born as mistakes. This is this is getting discrimin- discriminatory. I said nothing of the sort. So was, at least 1% of our audience is an anti-masker, you know.
1: That's fair. <laughs> I mean, my co is an anti-masker. Um, what is it? Um, um, 9-11 Insider. Uh, moon Landing was fake. Oh. Uh, what else is there? Doesn't believe the Earth is flat there you go there you go that's that's at least a plus i'll be like okay fair enough that's that's fine and who would he have voted for oh and his pro-trump that's that's what it was pro-trump
0: yeah that's that sounds like a challenge to work with
1: but that's a bygone era anyway so it's a Biden era and
0: i bet he's someone who's extremely boisterous about his opinions too certainly because all of you know cancel culture and and liberal
1: media exists so of course he's gonna be like that but anyway
0: that's the funny thing about those people. I, I've never met anyone who was like that that was quiet about their opinions. You're like, oh, every now and again, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I just don't really believe this stuff. You know, I just, you know, I don't really mention it too often, but I'd be like, oh, okay, I can respect that. Most people who hold those beliefs, every conversation turns to, to that stuff. <laughs> Oof. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but to answer your actual question about that... Yeah, no, I just... I don't think... you I'm sure you know what question I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I just don't think it's cool. You know, it's not really your business. Why do you feel the need to turn people in for things that you're, that's, you're not related to, you know? Snitches get stitches, you're a tattletale. Yeah, those kind of people, they just have a weird, like, Oh, the king monkey, I have to worship the king monkey and do whatever it says. And I just can't relate to those people whatsoever. So, <laughs> as as uh, as Randall from Recess would say, "How deliciously moist!" Yeah, deliciously moist and honestly pathetic. But so we can move on from that. That's my that's my answer to those kind of people. That's
1: totally fair. And <laughs> I guess I'll say this: there's a right place and right time. But think carefully before you do it. That's all I will say. Fair enough. Yeah. Know who is in the right and who know who is in the wrong. That's all I'm going to say for now. Thank you for listening once again to uh, us, the novice salutists, uh, ladies, gentlemen, those in between. Have a good rest of your day, afternoon, night, morning, evening, what have you, and join us next time for when we do way more stuff. And I hope you join us next time. Peace.